2: most important thing we make decisions about winning about putting the best team on the ice i think it's it goes beyond communication it goes to a relationship Here's
1: drilled them with a right hand it missed with a wild right lands a right to the shoulder
0: you know it's up to us to uh, get the fans excited this is
1: Ryan and hopkins this is Oscar platform this is conor McDavid from your edmonton oilers this is oil country and this
2: is Oilers Now with Bob Stauffer. Brought to you by Digitex. Managed print services to keep your
1: printing costs down?
3: Yeah, Digitex does that.
1: D-I-G-I-T-E-X dot C-A. Now, Bob Stoffer On the official radio station of your Edmonton Oilers. 630 Shed.
0: you drunk on a bike to open up today's show went a little old school for you back in the day this is letters now i hope you're having a uh, a terrific what day is it today it's tuesday bob Stoffer in the 630 chad studios that song by the way takes me back to uh, my days at cjsr because snfu was like the band in edmonton i was thinking. i was thinking of i was having this conversation with randy kilburn in studio today and randy worked at ched way back in, in like the 80s when he was a big star and everything and uh, we were talking about impactful uh, edmonton bass bands and we we're having you know Jetson interceptor had uh, a tiny thing that went like number one in like 1979 or 80 and snfu for a long time was this uh of course we can't tell you what the actual. Full words of uh, SNFU meaning, but anyhow, uh, they're had they kind of rocking back in the day as well. Maybe if you were a skater, you would have really liked them. I think they re- relocated to Vancouver in the early 1990s. This is Oilers Now. It is brought to you by Digitex. Buyer Lease, your next office network printer from the Digitex.ca e-commerce store, Alberta's number one. Owned and operated place to buy office IT and supplies. Brendan Escott is here with me. Brendan, how are you? Things are good today, Bob. Good. I, I'd asked you this before. Had you ever heard of uh, SNFU before from your uh, days in? Uh campus life back in the day. Where, where'd you go? Thompson Rivers? What, what school did you go to? Yeah, Thompson Rivers is
1: where the degree's from. Yep. Yeah,
0: well, not to date myself, but when I was going to university, Thompson Rivers wasn't an actual school, so... Yeah.
1: Uh, was it not founded yet, or was it still the University College of the Caribou?
0: Yeah, they had some... Way kind. back in the yeah, day. Yeah, absolutely. And, you know, I spent a lot of time kind of up in that region, right? So I can <laughs> appreciate for it, but uh, uh, absolutely. Well, we'll have some fun today. Uh, Oiters coming off a 3-2 overtime loss last night. They got a point. They weren't great early. They were pretty good in the back half of the game. The team has just hit the ice over at Rogers Place right now as we speak. Uh, Sportsnet Mark Spector will join us today at 12.35 for the Horses and Horse Racing Alberta and the 7,000 men and women that uh, work in Alberta's horse racing and breeding industries. Uh, We are going to take some calls on today's show. Where are we at right now with this team? What do you think? And you can... Text us at 630-630 on our Ashley Fine floors text line. We will open up the River Cree Resort and Casino Hotline at 780-496-0063. They're getting better and uh, bigger and better. Now that they're 100% smoke-free on the main casino floor, the River Cree Resort and a, uh, Casino Excitement bet on it. Where are we at? What do you think with this team? I mean, they're sitting there with a 10-4-2 record through the first 16 games, 7-1 and to start in their first eight. So you can do the math. Uh, what is that? Three, three, and two in their last eight games. What do you think of them? What kind of team do they have? You know, I think we can agree they've had pretty good goaltending. They're, you know, they've banked some points. They got another point last night where they didn't have their A game. So we'll get some thoughts with you uh, coming up during the course of the today's uh, show. We'll also hook up with Edmonton Oil Kings general manager, Kurt Hill. At 135, the Oil Kings are the top team currently in the Western Hockey League, and tonight they play the Prince Albert Raiders, who won the WHL championship last year. So I bumped in a Jeff Truitt, who is, uh, had left Red Deer and is uh, now with uh, the PA Raiders. Saw him last night at the uh, hockey game very briefly. Jeff was a former farm team coach of the uh, Oilers organization after leading Kelowna to a WHL championship back in 2005. So Lots to get to. We're going to have a little bit of fun, tie into something that occurred in last night's Monday Night Football game. But first things first, let's go straight into the Oilers now Audio Vault for Direct Workwear, where safety meets savings in Edmonton, Fort McMurray, and online at directworkwear.com. Oilers in Arizona last night. Here's Jack.
1: Opener of a three-game homestand for Western Conference leading Edmonton coming off an amazing... Pulsating, heart-stopping overtime victory, and here comes Connor McDavid with Drys on a left-to-right. Edmonton in the orange. McDavid's flying. He's in on net. He shoots and scores, and Edmonton takes a one-nothing lead on a breathtaking rush by Connor McDavid. His seventh comes 91 seconds into the game. Steal by Michael Grabner on dry settle. Coming down the left side, shoots and scores. And Michael Grabner does one thing, and that's shoot the puck. That's his fourth goal without an assist. Pearson, and he had his pocket picked in Arizona's a two-on-one maybe. In over the line, Soderbergh through Pearson, shoots and scores. Two to one. Grabner breaks it up, sets up step on for a one-timer denied by Koskinen. Big save that time by the Oiler goalie. Johnny lets it go through. Huge hit by Nugent Hopkins, and Ekman Larson went headfirst into the boards. He's stunned. Up to Phil Kessel. He's outmuscled for the puck. Across to Matt Benning. A shot. Goal!
0: we said what does Matt Benning do for the point?
1: Gets it through.
0: Gets it through. Oilers were coming and coming and coming here in
1: the third period. Cassian waiting, centering off a skate in front. And we are going to play overtime at Rogers Place. And now Nugent Hopkins chasing. Schmaltz in over the line. Dishes. Wrist shot. Score! Derek Stepon wins it. Top left corner against a beaten Nico Koskinen. And the Oilers drop a 3-2 decision to Arizona in overtime. All right. Well, let's
0: get to it. Terrible first goal given up by Miko Koskin. I mean, that's an American Hockey League goal. You got to make that save and bail out your team when you turn the puck over there. That said, I thought Koskin battled. I-, I know they beat him up high a couple times. Um, I thought he gave Edmonton a pretty good start. The goal in overtime. Has to be a little bit better to read on that play, I thought, from Darnell Nurse. You, you know, uh, Nugent Hopkins was backtracking on Schmaltz, who made it a good initial play back in the Arizona defensive zone to break out. But uh, kind of thought maybe there could have been something done to take away the pass option there and give credit to Stepan for the finish. But that's that was a strange game because Edmonton wasn't very good early, and then they turned it on in the back half of the game and worked pretty hard. You had some guys have some good nights. Uh, I thought Cassian, as the game wore on, got good. I don't want to belabor the point on officiating because guys were tweeting all last night about the officiating, but that was a horrifically officiated game for both teams throughout many times. Like, Cassian got a call for a play he shouldn't have been called on, and then they missed one that probably, in this day and age, always gets called. So, lots happening last night. Uh, Strange. Strangely officiated game. No question about it. Uh, did the orders deserve? I think Edmonton ultimately deserve what they want. Got based on how they came out of the gate. Like I think you got to come out better than that. But let's get right to it. Dave Tippett had these thoughts in the overtime loss last night. Tight
2: game in the end. Mistakes determine the outcome. We made a couple mistakes to give them their goals. And first goal, tough goal. That's that's one that cost got to have. Second one is a bad turnover by Pearson, and then. We're chasing the game a little bit. I like the way we were hanging around. Our execution wasn't very good. We were kind of tinkering with things, to see if we could find some players that could execute enough to get us back in the game. And we got ourselves back in the game, and then you get into overtime. It's a crapshoot.
0: Well, okay, except it hasn't really been as... Maybe not so much of a crapshoot with Edmonton, given McDavid and Dreisneidl. Tip had added some additional thoughts about not giving up easy goals.
2: In a game like this where it's gonna be very tight, I don't like giving up easy ones. They're too hard to get, so why give up easy ones? Right? And and we had I mean, both teams had some chances. I thought we pushed as the game went on. Third period I thought we we're pushing, but they clog things up and Kemper's a good goalie, right? So you gotta you can't give easy stuff away. I don't care who you're playing in the league, you can't give easy stuff away and and when you do you're chasing the game. And in our situation where we've uh, we're not exactly leading the league in goals scored, so it's, uh, you got to find a way to stay in the game.
0: Yeah, the team was seven and one out of the gate. They bombed the Flyers, and then I guess that was the sixth one, uh, improved to six and one after that victory, because then they beat Detroit. Um, what I'll say is, you know, Dave wasn't happy as head coach with how they won against Philadelphia and the team's played, for me, they've played different since then. They've been a little bit tighter, squeezing the sticks a little bit more. Connor McDavid kind of addressed the issue, saying he, he wants them to focus on offense more. Yeah, you know, we got to try to make plays, too, at some point. Mm-hmm.
1: And I'm all for protecting the puck, and I think we've done a good job of that, but you know, we need to make plays at some point. Um, I thought, uh, you know, other than that, maybe a little mistake. I thought our line was pretty good with the
0: puck. I thought that the lines were really good with the puck, uh, you know, making good decisions. So, Well, let's face it, the two goals that would be scored in the game. I mean, Leon is carrying the puck up the middle of the ice, drops it, whatever, loses possession. Back comes a pretty good player in Grabner, but just a terrible goal. Like, come on, you can't score from there. And then the person giveaway. So really, in my mind, kind of neither of those two goals, uh, that even strength in a 2-2 game that went to overtime, are really on the line. That's on the ice. I, I dry settle would take accountability for the first one. He shouldn't, because Koskinen's got to have that one in this league. A goalie's got to make that safe. I'm with McDavid. Like you got to breed offensive confidence in your team's game, and it's it, and that's the delicate balance. I mean, the Oilers have hammered on the defense, and they're much better defensively. But you still, you know, and and there's some guys struggling. Chason is struggling right now to find his game. There's no question about it. Granlund uh, had a good game the other night in uh, Pittsburgh, the other uh, Saturday afternoon. Didn't see the ice a lot in the third period as the game wore on last night. Darnell Nurse says the Edmonton Oilers needed a full 60. We didn't see that last night. You know, we battled back in the end, uh, forced the overtime, but it wasn't enough, I think. Um, you know, for us, we want to bring that full 60. minute. We, we know we could have been a little bit better at the beginning of the game, um, but, you know, we found a way to get that second one in the third, I and mean, we have to find a way to uh, to finish it off them. And uh, Gatan Haas got credit. By the way, so the last two games, the orders have gotten goals from Cave and Haas. So those have been goals from guys in the bottom six. So You'll take that all day. Here's Gaytan Haas. Special, for sure. Uh, But at the end we lose. Uh, I
2: think we come back in the third uh, pretty hard and uh, it's good that we score this goal and uh, we get a point. So maybe at the end it's the point we need. So um, yeah, for sure it's not not good if you lose, but uh, I think it's a good point.
0: Uh, we're seeing some signs as to what Edmonton might roll with against St. Louis tomorrow. Uh, McDavid centering Leon Dreisettel and Sam Gagne. He thought Gagne had a good game last night. Nugent Hopkins with Neil and Cassian. Cassian got going as the game wore on. Haas with Yurcho and Chason. And then Cave with Kyra and Russell. So uh, Grandland uh, with Shane and Archibald. And Nygaard in a non-contact jersey. Clefbaum with... Uh, chris russell so you know what that means for joel person uh, darnell nurse with ethan bear matt benning and brandon manning together and person looks like the seventh defenseman today at practice mike smith in the starters net so based on that smith instead of coskinen manning in for person which means that russell flips back over to the right side um and maybe granlin comes out of the lineup as well the order is uh chomping at the bit to play here is going to be josh archibald so that'll be uh I- intriguing to uh, get to when we come back here in Oilers now we're going to have a little bit of fun with something that occurred last night and we're going to uh read several texts that have come in on the ashley fine Flores text line i did not know that our listenership were as big of fans of snfu as apparently they are, because there has been a tremendous response to us opening the show with that this is Oilers Now. This is Oilers
1: Now with Bob Stoffer on Oilers Radio, 630 Ched.
0: Sometimes, Brendan, you just have to say, who knew? I certainly didn't know. I mean, man, look at the response we got. We opened up with uh, SNFU. To uh, start the show, Trucker Dave says, Hey, Bob, I saw SNFU open for uh, for Bad Religion. Uh, Sean says, Bob, best opening song to date. Great job from Sean. The General says, thanks for the SNFU. Absolutely love them still. That is a sampling of at least... uh, 15, uh, 20 texts. Rick in Jasper says, Bob, SNFU rules. I've uh, seen them in Jasper on multiple occasions uh, over the years. Another text fr- says, uh, hey, Bob, do you remember... Oh, man, what's with these glasses? Uh, the band Darkroom uh, from Edmonton. Dancing Shoes, Danny Andrews, and the Goose. Those were great days from Almost in the Park. Well, I, I, I may have... A- Certainly, I went to... Who didn't go to Goose Loonies back in the day? Kind of uh, Barry buried, uh, buried tea's and Goose Looney's. This final text on SNFU. Holy crap, thanks for playing this to start the show. You've made my day. This is equivalent to Connor McDavid's uh, goal yesterday. Really? Um... Dino Bambino says, hey, Bob, I'm just passing Sanguda right now. Do you want me to drop a a pin for you? Now, that's funny. That's a listener time, a theme from yesterday's show into today's show. All right, how do you want to do this? Want to talk a little Kevin Harlan right now? Yeah, I do. Uh,
1: was uh, was that pretty cool last night, Brendan, or what? He's incredible. He's been my favorite broadcaster for quite a while because I love how versatile he can shift between football and basketball and whatever. But he, he was just the right guy to be behind the microphone when that cat crawled on the field last night, Bob. It was perfect. All right,
0: here's Kevin. Is this from this is from Westwood One Radio? Here's That's Kevin correct. Harlan.
3: He's walking to the three at the two and the cat is in the cdw red zone cdw people who get it now a policeman a state trooper has come on the field and the cat runs into the end zone that is a touchdown and the cat is elusive kind of like barkley and elliott but he didn't know where to go look at they're trying to corner him and they got him in the end zone there are state troopers all around this cat which now climbs up into the stands and the fans are running for their one Now it goes back on the field. Hey, somebody has run out on the field. Some gooseball in a hand and a red shirt. Now he takes off the shirt. He's running down the middle by the 50. He's at the 30. He's bare-chested and banging his chest. Now he runs the opposite way. He runs at the 50. He runs at the 40. The guy is drunk, but he goes! The 20! They're chasing him! They're not gonna get him! Waving his arms! Bare chested! Somebody stopped him! Here comes the blue coat! Oh they got him! Here comes over the the oh, they tackle him at the 40-yard line. Oh, that was the most exciting thing to happen tonight.
0: <laughs> oh man, that is That's gold. gold. That's that, absolutely eh? gold. <laughs> oh, how cool is that. First of all, he's a great broadcaster. And you got to have a sense of the moment. And he's got a sense. There's nothing wrong with a little, little bit of levity. One of Rod Phillips' greatest calls ever, he was, I believe, in Buffalo. And we're going back to the early 1980s. And he was describing a fight in the stands. And initially, he thought it was two guys. But instead, it was a woman in the stands working over a guy and may have had an umbrella or something like that but i i could i'm pretty sure it was buffalo it may have been chicago but it was funny and he was doing the play-by-play of it and it was uh, one of rod's uh, finer moments so uh who knows maybe the guy had said something or something but it, it just made me chuckle i mean that cat was i was a big cat by the way you know i, I should tell you brendan um Now, you're not married yet, is that right? That's correct. Okay. My wife texted me when I was on the road once, okay? And she said, is it okay if we get a cat? Now, I want you to know that we already had a cat and we had a dog, okay? So she texted me to say, is it okay if we get a cat? And I didn't answer, and I came back, and instead of having two cats now, We had three cats because she rescued two cats. Now we have three cats in our house. And they've completely taken the bonus room, which is where I used to watch all my games. Like, they own that room now. Now, I'll be honest, I I actually don't mind cats. That cat last night, that cat was well-fed. That was a big cat. He'd been into the Whiskus for sure. I think it might have been something stronger than the Whiskus, man. He was, you know, maybe there was a reason why that cat was in that stadium to help out the grounds crew, you know what I'm saying? Because he looked like he'd eliminated some vermin along the way. Like, that was a huge, that's, and it's just something about the, you know, I mean, the, the very distinctive looking cat as well. We have one like that as well. It's just a beauty. Guess what? Oh, I can't even... Anyways. Oh, cat talk. Does it get any better than that? Probably not. Who's in town tomorrow? The Blues. They're in Vancouver tonight. We missed that entire segment. We'll have to get to it later. We'll do that at 1 o'clock. When we come back uh, over from... I don't know if he's at Roger's place today. He's got a new book out. Mark Spector. Stoffer Inspector for the Horses and Horse Race in Alberta. We'll go to... Uh, There's no question she's a cat lover and a fan of Kevin Harlan's. Uh, Eileen Bell with a global news weather traffic update when we return.
1: Oilers Now with Bob Stoffer, weekdays at noon on Oilers Radio 630 Chad.